Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of Training Unleashed. Um, very, very proud to be working with the C-Suite Network. Want to just take a moment here and introduce you to our guest, uh, Paul Sherman. Uh, Paul actually is an interesting guy, actually used to work with my wife many, many years ago. Uh, he's one of the smartest people you're going to get to know, and he has a company called Ask What Matters. And they specialize in wellness somewhat. And Paul, I'm going to just start off and, and talk about what is wellness and how do you look at wellness? Absolutely. Well, first off, thanks, Evan, so much for having me. Great, great to be here with you all. And uh, that's actually a great place to start because you're using the term wellness. And that's been out in the, you know, the, the, the world for quite a while. When we think about wellness, we think about physiological wellness, smoking cessation programs, diet, exercise. Those are things that have been part of the benefits world for many, many, many years. Well-being is an entirely different construct that builds on wellness. So when you think about well-being, um, I see myself in the training and well-being well business. Well-being is fundamentally about having people be grounded at their best selves. So when you think about the components of well-being, yes, there's the physical health side, which encompasses wellness, but you also look with well-being. You look at having a sense of purpose, having clarity about who you are fundamentally, what you want in the world, who you want to be in the world. So there's an element of personal leadership with well-being. And there's also, too, an element of social connection. So when you look at the three prongs of well-being, it's purpose, it's health, both physical and emotional, and connection. I really like that. I, I really like that. And, and you were talking a little bit, I think about like leadership a little bit and mindset and maybe could go a little deeper there. What, is, what does that mean? Because I've never really heard anyone use those terms with the word well-being. I, I love your question. The vernacular that I use in all of my work with clients is if you cut to the chase, well-being is fundamentally about you being your best person in all aspects of your life. You being as non-reactive and as creative and responsive as you can be. And I use the word leader when I, think, when I talk about well-being because when, you are, when your well-being is high, you are actually the leader of your life. And it's, cap, it's, 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 it's leader acro across the board. So in the work that I do with organizations, I talk about the integration of all of you. Who are you in your totality? Because in this day and age, you know, we know there are no boundaries now between work and non-work. It's, you know, people used to talk about work-life balance. There's no such thing, and Jack Welch said this years ago, there's no such thing as work-life balance. You have one life. 
And when you are in a state of practicing well-being, you are making active choices, actively choosing, here's my capital L life and here are all the components of it. And how do I make those best choices? You know, I, I this is a little bit maybe not where we want to go, but I'm just going to do the second. Go, go, go where you want. Now, I, I you know, I had a, I, I had, I have a son who, um, I have three of them, so no one will know which one it is, who came to me and said, I'm not happy with what I do. I'm thinking of quitting my job. And I said, I never want you to have a job in your entire life. I want you to go to a place of work that you love, fulfilling, and that you're happy. Because if you're happy, it's never going to feel like a work. It's never going to feel like a job. And I think a lot of people, um, they look at work as not a joy. So for me, work is a joy. Work for me is a pleasure. And I don't think of work. I have, you know, I, I slept in this morning till 930. Because why do I have to be at work at eight or nine when I don't have anything going on? But I am likely to work tonight until 830 or nine tonight. But I'm going to enjoy every minute of what I'm doing. So if I'm enjoying work, why is it better I'm watching a movie? I, I don't see a difference, if, if this makes any sense. Um, so I don't believe in the confines of, you know, working these hours matter. I work when I feel like working. I mean, sometimes on the weekend, oh, I hope this will be a fun project. You know, I got time and no interruptions. So I can relate to what, what you're saying. Yeah. And one of the things too, um, you know, the companies I work with, uh, you know, many people are, you know, are, are into, you know, sort of FaceTime. You know, how, how do I, uh, you, know, you know, busy is a badge of honor kind of thing. I need to look busy. I need to be in front of people. It's like, no, when you're, when you're grounded enough in your well-being, you're able to have the conversations with your teammates, with your boss, with your stakeholders. You're able to feel grounded enough in who you are to say, hey, th this is the time that I'm available today. You're able to set... Um, the word bound, boundaries is a loaded word, but you're able to set parameters and you're able, when you are in your, a state of well-being, you got the tiller, I'm not a sailor, but what, what the, the rudder and the tiller. The, you, 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 I think it's the tiller, I'm not sure. Yeah, yours, you are grounded and in charge and you don't owe anybody any explanations about anything. Now, the context is, yes, I have deliverables, I have performance. We're talking about, we're in the context right now in this conversation. We are in a business context. I have to do my job. But when, my, when I am in a state of well-being, I am doing my job. And I, I, am, I am grounded in how I do it. And the key to that is having the right conversations. And you asked me about mindset. If my mindset, if I'm coming from a grounded place, I'm not afraid to have any conversation about what's going to create the environment that allows me to be the most productive and positive that I can be. 
Well, it's interesting you say this because I've done a lot of research because I just came out with my second book, Engaging Leadership Meets the Younger Generation on Amazon. Just a little plug. Um, but, I was going to say, I have to, I have to get a hold of it. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually, it's, I think it's a great book. And, and yeah. really the, the theme of the book is the younger generations are actually like the best employees ever. And I know people think they're not, but they're actually willing to express what they're thinking because they're not afraid. And mm -hmm. I have a, this statement I, I call the bewitched generation of management. So I, I think you're old enough, but I watched Bewitch as a kid and Darren was always scared of his boss, Larry, you know, and yeah. Darren would never say if Larry asked him to, you know, walk off a cliff, he would walk off a cliff before he would dare not do what Larry said. And, and I think that the older generations are more of the mindset of, you know, I'm not going to share what I know. I don't want to risk getting in trouble. I'm playing life safe. Mm -hmm. Where the younger generations are more than willing to share their opinion because they, they want to contribute. Right. They want to be part of that pie. And I think they make them much more powerful employees. So why don't we just take a second here? Because we've been talking about the person and the benefit of the person being in well-being them being yes. in charge of their lives, leader, enjoying life, more productive. Let's just talk about the company. Absolutely. What happens to the company when you have people that are living in well-being? Um, sustainable performance. Sustain, su sustainable. This is well-being is fundamentally about sustainability and keeping people there. Having a place where there is focus, alignment, and commitment. And with the commitment piece of things, with commitment, commitment can only come with sustainability. And there's a retention issue as well. I become an employer of choice when people know when they come to work for me that I care about them as a whole person and so from a metrics standpoint, my retention um, goes up. From an attraction standpoint, I'm gonna attract my best talent. Um, and from a literal, from a productivity standpoint, uh, when the mental energy is freed up and people are less, I love your Larry Tate example. I was a bewitched kid myself. Yeah. If you can take your mental energy and free up that mental energy to say, I can, um, I can be who I am and say what I need to say and be that, and I'm not busy looking good, for the company, that frees up all of my brain power to focus on doing amazing work. So I'm not spending that human energy on managing my inner dialogue or doing any of that. I'm freed up. So when the company says, um, you know, one of the what one of my my tags in well-being is ask what matters. If a company is saying to its people, ask yourself what matters and act on it, and somebody knows that they can do that, all the blinders are off and the energy is released. So uh, does, that, does that answer your question? 
Well, it does, and it also answers another question, which is why'd you call, why'd you name your company Ask What Matters? Very interesting. There is, um, so let's look at fight or flight. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we're all training professionals on this call. When you're under stress, the um, cortisol and adrenaline are going to go up. Your stress level is going to go up. That's going to impact your thinking. That's going to impact your physiology. I'm in a heightened state. We all know dopamine and serotonin. Those are the happy chemicals. We found in our research, and this was specifically out of Carnegie Mellon, that when somebody is clear about what matters to them and is actively actively in touch with that mentally, serotonin and dopamine go up. And so when you at least even know what matters, your serotonin and dopamine goes up. So I'm gonna be a more clear thinker. I'm gonna be a more clear worker. I'm gonna be better in all aspects of my life. Then when you take it the next step, not only when I ask what matters and know what matters, but when I actually act on it, my serotonin and dopamine go even higher. So for an organization, I want a bunch of people with serotonin and dopamine off the charts and cortisol and adrenaline at a healthy level and asking what matters and being super conscious, super, super conscious of what matters. And what I do also too, most of what I've been talking about with you has been on the mental, the, the cognitive and emotional realm. Yes. I don't want to take wellness and the physiological out of this picture. That is a critical, those are, those are table stakes. Um, am I getting enough sleep? Am I, how's my diet? Am I drinking too much? Am I having too much caffeine? So I don't want to minimize that because neurochemicals, everything I've just talked about in terms of asking what matters has been a mental thing, my neurochemicals, but your neurochemicals are very affected by the physical actions as well. So I don't wanna discount those, but companies have wellness handled. Here's your Peloton, here's your smartwatch. Great, fun, have at it. The other side is the neglected side and the new side. Interesting. Interesting. Sort of come together. They might. It isn't. It's. It. It's. It's all. It's all related. I can go have. Ahead. Okay. No. Go ahead, please. please. Complete your thought. No, I was going to say when you look when you look at energy when you look at human energy, there's, you know, there's there's low energy to high energy around the physical, and then around the emotional and the cognitive and the spiritual. There's positive to negative. So think of it as a, you know, think, think of a matrix. So I want high positive, high positive emotional, mental, and spiritual, and high, uh, excuse me, I, I want positive emotional, spiritual, and mental, and I want high physical. If my physical is low and those other elements are positive, I'm still not getting the best bang for the buck that I can get. It's all, it's an integrated package well uh those are uh very i i appreciate those thoughts we're so glad you're listening to this episode of training unleashed brought to you by tortal training the difference between tortal training and other online training companies is we're primarily a training company with technology rather than a technology company that does training 
Want to find out more? Just go to tortle.net. That's T-O-R-T-A-L, tortle.net. I want to take a moment here and talk about what's on your wall. So <laughs> people that are listening to this the podcast obviously cannot see your wall. By the way, for all my listeners, yeah. uh, C-Suite Radio, which the show is on, and we're on all the shows, but C-Suite is my primary home. And it's my primary home because they are the number one podcast home for business. And they have a lot of great business podcasts, but the best podcasts are also TV shows. So if you Google C-Suite TV, Training Unleashed, you'll find our show. And you'll also find access to the best business uh, TV shows that, that, are, that are created. So anyhow, for those that are watching on C-Suite TV, you can see this great poster. But Paul, if you could just take a moment here and tell us what it is and what it means. A absolutely. One of the things that the market asked us for, we can talk about well-being as a construct. How do you practically implement it? What is the do? So well-being is an actual teachable and trainable skill set. And what my partner, David Garten, and I have come up with, and, and we too have a book, it's called Ask What Matters, A Practical Approach Through Total Well-Being. What we've done is we've come up with a framework of five practices. Stop and ask reach in, reach out, plan, and act, and five mindsets, kindness, gratitude, humor, sometimes I have to cheat and look at my own model, <laughs> kindness, and curiosity. The idea here is that if you can master each of those practices and each of those mindsets, your well-being is going to go up. And stop and ask is fundamentally about, do I know what matters? It's completely, yeah. it's reflection time. Reach in, am I doing what I need to do to take care of body, mind, and spirit? Am I managing on the, on, on the mind side? Am I managing my negative self-talk? Am I doing things to bring me confidence? Reach out, this is a biggie. Companies, and this is research out of McKinsey, companies that have cultures where people are asking for and offering help are higher performing. Reach out is the secret sauce. Ooh. Many people see this model as it's a self-help model. This is a community model. Reach out is critical. So a core well-being skill is asking for help. So that's our third practice. Plan is about actively thinking about what you want to create for your future as opposed to worryingly being pulled into it or following last say again or falling into it or falling into it. and act an action the three components of action in a well-being model is a being able to take imperfect action b being able to take what we call small a action so the little things like if i want my if i if i want my body to feel better um, you know, I can go to a, I can go to a health farm or I can drink one more glass of water a day. So small a action, imperfect action, small a action and accountability. So those are our five practices. Stop and ask, reach in, reach out, plan, act. At the center of the model, we borrowed from positive psychology from the work of Martin Seligman, these five mindsets and fascinating, uh, 
when you're kind to yourself and kind to others, your well-being goes up. When you practice daily gratitude, your well-being goes up. When you practice curiosity as opposed to judgment, and you're in a more observational mode as opposed to a judging mode. We do this work in the legal field and the lawyers are like, you're telling me not to judge? I say, no, we're telling you to assess. There's a difference between judging something and assessing something. Cultivating a sense of humor. All of these things are proven. Everything in this framework, we took the best of leadership, adult development theory, coaching, neuroscience, um, Eastern philosophies, 12-step programs. We took, this framework was developed based on amalgamation of all of those fields. And we brought them together. I, I, I want to just say a couple things here. One, I love how you frame kindness. Because I think most people think of kindness as an outward focusing versus inward focusing. And being kind to yourself, forgiving yourself, Giving yourself self-love, self-care is really critical. And I, I don't hear anyone talking about it. So I congratulate you. When I look at this list, and I, I'll ask if you concur, mm. I think the most difficult of these five is self-honesty. <laughs> I think we are lying machines. Yes. And I think we live and I'm using this as the greater we, I'm not picking on any person, but we, we make up stories to self-justify ourselves. We're not in integrity. And we think that when we're not in integrity, that may impact others, but I find it is, it, it eats your soul and it impacts yourself. And being in integrity and complete honesty with yourself is huge personal development um, yeah. opportunity. And I'm just curious your thoughts. Yeah. And, and here's, I, I, I love that you're going there. The framework is called Ask What Matters. I must, this is again, I'm mapping this all back to well being. Um, in order for me to have a high sense of well being, I must know what matters. Own it, own it, be proud of it, embrace it, and live it. And that's where the self-honesty comes in. Um, th that's, th that, th that's, that's critical. So here's a perfect example. Let's say I've been promoted into a manager. I've been this amazing individual contributor, and I've been promoted. I now own a department, a team, whatever. And I'm in the job, I'm like, yeah, I'll take it as a stretch. I'll take it as a stretch. Yeah, why not try it? Why not try it? And I'm two years into it and I'm having sleepless nights and I'm not paying attention at my kid's little league game because I'm so worried and, I'm at, and my diet's gone to crap and everybody around me thinks I'm paranoid or whatever. That is what we call in the, in the what matters model, we invite you into a stop and ask moment. My stop and ask moment is what matters. Hmm. And what matters here is, boy, I'm making people at work paranoid. I'm not paying attention at my kids' little league game. I'm not present. I'm everywhere. Maybe management isn't, I mean, I'm not really cut out to be a people manager. Ooh, 
I now need to reach out because all of this model goes together. I need to reach out to my boss and have a very candid conversation, either asking for help to be developed in this area or you know what, square peg in a round hole. So when you talk about self-honesty, yes, I need to come clean with myself, but then based on how I've come clean with myself, I need to reach out and that's where the reach out practice and have the critical conversations. If people just had the right darn conversations at work, at home and anywhere, well-being would be off the charts, off the charts. Yeah. Uh, I think it's safe to say that most people don't talk about any of the things you're talking about. And I would say it would also be safe to say if people did, if people in relationships did, if people with their children did, people at work did, world would be a better place. You you have you have some amazing content. We are Thank you. running out of time. Bummer, I, I love your your questions are great. I'm really enjoying this. Well, thank you. Uh, I like to make it interesting for the for the for the uh, listener and viewers. Um, you have a great offer, and please share with everyone that offer and and obviously how to reach you. Absolutely. So, um, um, our book, Ask What Matters: A Practical Approach to Your Total Well-Being, came out in 2016. It has a very uh, detailed description of each of the five practices and each of the five, five mindsets. It gives all of the research in terms of the why behind them. There are a set of tools in the book that go through each of the practices and mindsets to help you develop those muscles. And there are case studies, real life case studies from multiple contexts. So there are work case studies, family case studies, community case studies. And my partner David and I are thrilled to be able to offer those of you who are listening to this, um, a complimentary um, electronic version of our book. So it runs on, um, I know it runs on Kindle. Um, I'm not quite sure of the other platforms, but basically if you send, um, I'm going to get Evan, should I just give you my email address? Is that the- Yeah, well, we're going to put the email address in the bottom contact, you know, the description. But yeah. a lot of times people don't get that. So if they're watching on iHeartMedia or they're watching on iTunes, sure. listening on iTunes and iHeartMedia. So it's best if you say it and actually say it. Okay. Yeah, so uh, send, send me a note. So my name is Paul Sherman. My email is my first name, Paul, at askwhatmatters.com. So it's all one word, askwhatmatters.com. Send me a note. The, the, so I'd love to send you a, a free e-copy of our book. The other thing too is, if you can't tell, I love this stuff. I got, I got I into it. Yeah. I got into this work because I burnt out four times and there was not going to be a fifth one. I didn't want this for anyone else. Um, I was seeing society as a whole. Uh, the World Health Organization, by the way, before COVID said that um, stress is the number one health epidemic of the 21st century globally. Wow. We are living in, we are living in stress as the APA, American Psychological Association, 70% of Americans, so this is this study is just Americans, 70% of Americans report an unhealthy level of stress in their daily life. 70%. Wow. I absolutely believe it though. Absolutely. So, so this stuff is really ideal, personal for me. Who's your ideal client, Paul? 
who are the who are the who are the companies that you know you like working with or they like working with you? I guess it should be both. I, I have to say this is it goes across verticals. It goes across this. I've worked with companies as small as family-owned businesses to um, global 50 companies. Wow. The common denominator is truly um, a lens toward people. Just having, if this message resonates, um, if you're a Churnum and Burnham place, the worst thing that you can do is bring this stuff in because people will just say, oh my gosh, here's another initiative that they're looking to check the box on. Super frustrating. If your company truly, truly values, you know, people say our people is our most important asset. If you walk that talk, this stuff will sing for you. If it doesn't, you're going to get pointed at and say, oh my gosh, isn't that hypocritical? Yeah, very, very good point. Okay, uh, my last question, it's always my last question, it's my favorite question. Uh, if you had one thing to share with the audience, if there was one takeaway, what would that one takeaway be? Ask what matters daily. Ask what matters. What matters in a small A, ask what matters, like, hey, what matters to me today? I have the day ahead of me. What matters to me in the big picture? What matters to me in life? Ask what matters. And once you've asked it, live it. Be bold enough. This is your one and only good life. Lead. Lead your life. And the way that one leads their life is to ask what matters, know what matters, and live it and your well-being will go off the charts. That is very cool. So, so all my listeners, I'm going to challenge you. Ask 10 people what matters. Ask 10 people. Ask family members. Ask friends. Ask co-workers. Ask your, ask your supervisor. Ask 10 people. Experience it. See what happens. See what you learn. See the insights. I bet it's mind-blowing. It's magic. Evan, in, in, in my workshops, before we get into any of the agenda, that's the very first thing we do. We get everybody up on their feet, pretend you're in a Starbucks. Well, now with COVID, it's a little bit different, but we do what we call the what matters mingle. And people yeah. just go up to one another and ask that question. That's a that's fantastic. Exercise. Simple. We yeah. get to go. <laughs> we got. <laughs> <laughs> I want to just keep talking about this. We can talk. We can talk for a long time. We can talk after sure. the show a little bit. But uh, right. the question I wanted to ask you was, what was it my wife like on the mat uh, on the uh, on the well on the well-being scale? But we're not going to do that. <laughs> Anyhow, I want to thank the audience. I, I truly appreciate the audience. Without you, there would not be a show. Uh, Paul, obviously, I want to thank you for being a great guest. I also want to thank C Suite uh, for being a great partner. Everyone have a great day. And Paul, thank you again. Thank you so much, Evan. And hey, everybody, thanks for listening. And uh, be, be safe out there. We're in some precarious times. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. 
That's tortal.net. T-O-R-T-A-L. Tortal.net. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>